Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Do it a little faster. You still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. So- oh my God. <laughs> that is yawning. not how you start a podcast episode. Yes, I tried to do it through it. Do it through it. Do it through it. And that is the work. (laughs) That is the work. (laughs) We just try to do it through it, child. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Speaking of which, for my (laughs) updates, I'm I'm learning seventh grade math. You guys have been with me as I learned the math. (laughs) A couple years ago, I was learning about uh, fifth grade math. We're on to seventh grade math. Oh, my God. Do you remember around the way arithmetic? Yeah. We got to bring that back. Nope. I don't want to be in no parts <laughs> of it. Um, this is this is hard because Jolie's in seventh grade right now. And this is an important year, right? Seventh grade is what the high schools look at, the reports that they look at. It is what the, the gets you admittance or denial um, as well as test scores to your high school. I have been paying for private school, all of her education. I refuse to pay for, what's what? What's wrong with you? Oh, Nothing, girl. Go ahead. <laughs> I just see a little I thought you were like trying to tell face. me. You know that that no, blank spot's me. always there. I know. I got a dry patch. I don't want it to seem like I'm a bad person and not listening to you. But you aren't, and you weren't. I absolutely know. Admit it, you don't want to pay for You've been paying for her private school this whole time. You don't want to pay for high okay. school. I thought you were trying to tell me something. Like, girl, wipe no, your face. No, I wipe see it face. on myself wipe and I'm face. irritated. It's nothing I could do. This is how I'm going to look today. If you guys Whatever. have Patreon, you'd understand. And if you don't, then you don't understand. <laughs> That's our Patreon and plug. So, <laughs> and so, you know, I feel a lot of pressure. I feel a lot of pressure. I also feel... um. The opportunity or or rather it's triggering me because I never had parents that sat down and did homework with me. I never had parents Mm. that knew what I had to do for homework, 
I never had parents that helped me learn how to study or develop study habits. So all this over here is just me, you know, winging Breaking it. generational curses. And I'm trying to be there for Joe. And I'm like, I have the foresight to understand. Like, she's just like, why the fuck do I have to do this? But I understand it's like, no, you're building a practice of studying and responsibility. And it's just, it's really, um, it's exhausting. And I think it's the pressure that I feel for her to get good grades because now I've created another <laughs> goal for us is that, you know, I'm not, I never went to, I did go to college. Let me tell you something. I got accepted to CCP's nursing program, which is one of the hardest nursing programs to get accepted to in Philadelphia. So I, I know how to study and I worked hard. But that's the extent of my college education. I stopped and I decided to get pregnant instead. So <laughs> it's no, <stopped>. that's not. <laughs> anyway, nonetheless, Don't nonetheless, um, I'm not hell bent on her going to college. Like, oh, she has to do this. I understand that there are other paths to to independence and whatever for her. Right. But I also want it to be an option. If she decides she wants to go to college, I want, she needs to get a full scholarship. She needs to get scholarships to college. So like, I'm already like this seventh grade math motherfucker is your college scholarship is dependent on your seventh grade math performance. It's so building blocks. I yeah. feel white knuckled and I feel a lot of pressure and I feel, I know so many mothers, shout out to Michelle, who's a listener. Shout out to Sahaitu's two sisters who got full scholarships to Georgetown and some other Ivy League school and didn't have to pay a fucking penny to go to these schools. Like I see all of these women in my life who were raised by single mothers or are single mothers and they have their kids like tight and on. They did it. And so I'm like, it can happen. It's not a pipe dream. Joe's talented. She's smart. But. I'm just feeling a lot of pressure and I'm seeing that it don't mean nothing to her in a lot of ways. But, you know, I, if any mothers have any advice as to, um, just like you said, reinforcing these building blocks, because I'm also seeing, especially with math, if you don't get your times tables right, there ain't no way you're going to get into can't algebra. You can't do anything. And so there's this practice and this regimen and this drilling that has to happen that um, I, I, we're in the thick so, of it. We're in the thick of it right now. So everybody pray for us. She's showing up. My, ch my child works really hard. She's not a slacker. She comes in five o'clock. She's doing her work till about 8.30, 8.45 every day. So she's not a slacker, but she only has this limited amount of time. She works at a certain pace that I can't like change. We can just build the stamina. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot over here. And I'm trying not to be white knuckled. I'm trying not to worry. And I'm trying to trust the process versus the product. Um, Does she like it? No, she doesn't no. hate it. She doesn't resist. She goes with it. She shows up. So it's uh, it's almost like, we're in training. Do you hate We're it? We're training right now. Do you show that you hate it? No. Or that it stresses you out or mm, math or I, It probably shows stress, but she sees me 
I'm not letting up. Like I keep, I'm like, Joe, this is what we got to do. Like this didn't work last week. Why didn't it work last week? What can we do better this week? All right, we're going to time our, you know, we're like always problem solving together or I'm always problem solving. And she's like, okay, but I'm not fucking around with, I'm about to put her in Kumon for real, for real, which will crush her spirit. But it's like five times six, seven times eight. What is it? What's five times six? 30, 30. Seven times eight. 42. Oh, try again. Is it? Seven times eight? 48. <laughs> seven times eight? 56. Okay. It go. ain't me. I don't have to do this. It's her. <laughs> it's her. It's not me. It's not me in school, but that's, and that's a difficult thing. Just that is a difficult thing is like trying to keep, if it's writing, if it's any other kind of thing, like, I'm learning math with her. We're both being drilled. So it's hard to, um, we're doing it together. We're just out here doing it the fuck together. She got it. I think, I don't think it's a bad idea to have those drills. You know me. That's how I learned. I was, I, that's how, but math was really ex- fun. I love, it felt like a puzzle. I was like, oh. No, I was and one of those dorks. Math became fun when I was taking remedial classes in college. I was like, "This shit is lit." But <laughs> anyway, She'll be all right. Wasn't there something else Jolie did that I wanted you to talk about? That doctor. She advocated for herself. <laughs> at the doctor. Okay. Jojo's a hotep or like a <laughs> right wing conspiracy theory in the making <laughs> type of person. We went to the doctor for her physical, and uh, the doctor says, um, honestly, she on the phone right now. I don't know why the fuck she on the phone. Did she do all her work? <laughs> I just hear her talk, kicking on the phone. Did she do her work, and did she pack her lunch? Do you need to take a second to ask her? That comes first before the podcast. Go ahead. So we, I just take her to um, get her physical for school, and... Um, the doctor's like, uh, you know, he's doing his regular checkup thing at the end. He's like, is there anything um, you you want to discuss or any th- issues? And like Jojo's shaking her head no. But I know that there's certain things like she has really bad allergies, um, mm-hmm. cat allergies. She has allergies in general. She has like a little flare ups with eczema. So I, I bring all of these things up. And so he prescribes all this medication, like three medications for her. Like Flonase. Flonase, like an antihistamine pill to take and, you know, some like topical um, thing for her skin for when she has eczema flare-ups. So we walk out of this joint. I have this bag of stuff. She looks over at me and she's like, I ain't taking this medication. (laughs) Flonase is a steroid. If my body's reacting to something, I'm going to let it react. I'm not going to try and <laughs> stop it from doing its thing. I'll take the histamines pills every now and then, but I'm not. Why, why did you tell him that? She got so upset. <laughs> I mean, I was like, damn, Joe. I'm not taking But it. she She's sounds like, my like you. Fine. My skin's fine. I'm good. And I was like, okay, advocate for yourself. <laughs> my bad. I love it. I love that because it's you. You say that all the time. Like, I I need to, I don't want to numb what my body's telling me all the time. And I'm like, all right, girl, go ahead. You don't want to take this uh, NyQuil? Say less. No. It's, I guess it's true. But I was like, she'd be suffering, though. I'm like, all right. 
he he was like, yeah, your nose is inflamed. Do you have a clogged ear? Joe's like, nah, my body's doing his thing, son. It's natural, baby. It's nature. I was like, you want to take a little sniff of that? She was like, she was pissed. Why would you do that? That has steroids in it. I'm not taking that every day. Right. She's gonna be just fine, Shanti. I, I, I'm. She's gonna I'm be just fine. That's my. I have it. to create a mantra for her because I am stressing her out. I know that I am. I know I am. She'd be like, you know, they say be serious. I'm like, prime factorization, Joe. Seven to the third power, Joe. <laughs> Full scholarship, Joe. <laughs> Poor baby. She'll be okay. Also, I. Listen, also, I was raised not. based off of fear, and it worked. It's it's shooting me in the foot now, but I got really good grades then. You I was like, I'm going to wind up homeless, so I have to, if I don't get good grades. Literally, like, back in the day, if I got a B or a C, I felt like a complete failure, and, like, nobody's going to take me seriously. No, see, we got to have a nice little... Uh... Medium between yeah, no bal- nah. was no balance in my world. Antoinette <laughs> would this isn't actually funny, but Antoinette would text us like I'm in a hospital. Like you are RA, you would be hospitalized <laughs> like more than once because of the stress and the like of dehydration. School. I don't know what just sheer exhaustion. Yeah, she can't do that. Yeah. That that's not college work. was rough. It's okay. Everything's fine now, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not really because <laughs> if you look, if you look at the outline, it says I need to look into PMDD. This is a new thing. <laughs> this is it's not new, but it's getting progressively worse. I'm about to get my period and I'm What is it? Really paying attention PMDD? Yeah. I just saw it on the TikTok. Oh god. You're on TikTok? No, it's just the repurposed TikToks that Instagram does. Oh. It's premenstrual dysphoric disorder. So basically, it's a health problem that is similar to premenstrual syndrome, PMS, but is more serious. PMDD causes severe irritability, depression, or anxiety in the week or two before your period starts. And symptoms usually go away two to three days after your period starts. So remember when I was on here really struggling last month Mm -hmm. and scaring people? Well, it's about that time again. <laughs> and I I feel distraught. I feel I have problems sleeping. Mm. I start questioning my life. I mm. I'm exhausted right now based off of other stuff, but then I couldn't get to sleep. Just I I can't turn my brain off and I have these awful thoughts about myself, mm. about my future, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, about my decision making and I'm and it's and I have to I've been saying to myself over and over like speaking kindly about myself and 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 trying to do that but I'm realizing that I'm not in control. And you know what? My sister's listening to this. She's about to tell me for the umpteenth time to take these damn pills mm-hmm, that she takes mm-hmm, to help her stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't listen. See, you like Jojo. Nah, that. nah, nah. My body doing what I got to do now. <laughs> it's telling me that I'm worthless. That's what it's like. It's bad. So I need to do something. But I, and a bunch of listeners did, they have written me and said, you need to look into this. Because I think they've noticed a pattern too. I, 
I want to give you the cycles book. You won't do it, but that is going to be such a helpful thing for you because then you'll really see the patterns. You'll see the patterns. You like data. You like to see connections. That's your. I see it now. I feel it. But you'll see it on paper. You can even read back the thoughts that you have, the reoccurring things, and then it offers um, dietary supplements and like things you should eat, things you shouldn't eat it's 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 a bible of your menstrual cycle um i'm gonna get it for you you ain't gonna use it but it'll be there when you're ready (laughs) year after year (laughs) Year you can buy it at the saber collective.com what's it called that's that's not journal you don't even know what it's called Mm -mm. cycles journal yeah um also i just wanted to address something (laughs) y'all Thank y'all for caring about our relationship so much. I know that last week, Shanti and I got into a spirited conversation (laughs) over the misdegree, but I just want to clarify that I think some people might be confused because you can't see us. We're not fighting. Like, do you? We're not fighting. (laughs) Can you? Actually, I shouldn't say this. Can you please? Because I don't want it to seem like I'm saying something and you're going along with it. No, we're, we're not actually internet and I fighting is not spirited and at all. It's very (laughs) tense and tight and calm and curt (laughs) and very controlled. It's (laughs) very icy, not icy, but it's tight. It's a very controlled type of, that's what we're fighting with each other. We're very measured. Yes. And like, I think that we're just like, I think that we're very, it's not hyper aware of like, I don't want to hurt. I don't want to do anything that's going to jeopardize our relationship. And so we're just, there's all these long, awkward pauses. Yeah, we ain't fighting. Pauses. We ain't like. Yeah, if we're spirited and talking that's and a good just thing. disagreeing, we're, okay. we're fine. I promise. Yeah. I promise we're fine. And I don't think that you were cutting me off. I'm, I'm, I didn't, I didn't feel that way at all. Maybe you know what I need to do when you feel like I'm, cutting when i feel like i'm cutting you off i'm gonna take one out of your book and say let me finish and yeah then you should no. that will help me so right, much i think it's interesting and then people someone... will know that oh shanti got cut off and i'll then you can sense that i feel cut off yes and it will help me in our <clears throat> in our communication it's interesting somebody said to me i won't say who they were but somebody said to me you know shanti cuts you off a lot but she's just is so sweet in how she does it and it, she's just like I don't know. There's something about her voice that that doesn't feel dominating and like assertive in that way of like, when you cut somebody off, you want to get your point across. And she's just like a a thought came to her mind and she is like, Oh, let me add on to that. So I think that mine, when I do it, it, it's, it's too much, but it will help me recognize when I'm doing it. If you do call it out, like that will help me. But I was like, that people were really upset <laughs> by that. They were more upset because they said that I was also tricked, but the whole trigger thing, which listen, 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 maybe I'm too close to it. Not maybe I, I, I am. I think I also was not succinct in my thoughts on it. I think I was responding from a very emotional place. I don't necessarily feel different. I, I watched a couple of her other lives and interviews and was like, yeah, this is still not the advice I would give a young person. Um, and that's that. That's really just that. But I wanted to read. Um, Y'all had a lot to say. That's all I know. Our voicemail this week was. We had over 50 voicemails this week. Y'all, y'all 
Ebony gets people going. Say what you want. She's provocative. Yes, she gets does. The people going. Um, but how do you say this? Do you see the the um, screenshot in the outline? Is this Glade Glady? Glade? Okay. Glady. Part of, she wrote us on Patreon. It's for everyone to see if you are a patron. But I love this comment. I was like, okay, she got across what I was trying to say that I um, failed miserably at. So she said, for me, there's a deeper rooted problem in how she, it's Ebony, posed this point in my opinion. She is suggesting that love and marriage are accomplishments or acquisitions rather than natural reciprocal experiences. This is provocative and links to my first point about how smart she is with her wording. She causes a stir, provokes, and then provides nuance and context to ease the blow, which isn't provocative, which isn't provocative ways to, oh, sorry, which isn't productive which isn't a productive way to start conversations within a community, in my opinion. There's nothing wrong with highlighting biological or sociological facts about how men and women are perceived differently as potential partners as we age. The problem I have is using this as a reason to get married. That's like strategically dating a white person to acquire generational wealth versus dating someone of your race. Just because something makes us strate- makes sense strategically doesn't mean it should be followed, embraced, or encouraged. She goes on, but then she says, to each their own, encouraging young people to prioritize anything based on your fears for them can undermine their agency, provide, provide knowledge, resources, and let their lives take course. Marriage at a young age, isn't free of challenges and hardships. Avoidance of opening up to love, vulnerability, and only focusing on your career isn't easy on the soul. Being single isn't an accomplishment or a failure. Being in a relationship isn't an accomplishment or a failure. Mm -hmm. And I just thought she summed that up perfectly. So I acknowledge that I did a piss poor job in relaying how I felt but I still think um I reject that um that advice and fine it's not for me but I don't I truly don't think it's for any my thing if a young woman came up to me who really wanted that I just ask her like why do you really want it let's I just want to make sure that you know what if she really wants it though what's wrong with really wanting it I really want to be married I want to have kids I, I didn't no 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 that's not what I'm saying Anyway, I'm not about to read. I'm not bringing this up again. But yes, that what the sis said is what I'm trying to say. And I'm going to leave it at that. Not touching it. Okay. 22 minutes in. So please rate and subscribe <laughs> and share around the way curls. And shout out to the patrons. What's Chanti, you do this better than me. Shout out to the new patrons, Leah Glade Marie, who dropped that dissertation Mom. for us mm-hmm. ashley nylea alexis tatiana andrea and bagby all of these are new patrons who now have access to exclusive content on our patreon platform in which you can see the podcast in video form so if you want to see us if you want to get deeper context into our relationship and you can see us speak to each other so you can see that maybe we are scowling or we're smiling or you know 
you, you, you can just see us, goddammit. So consider joining our Patreon. Um, if you cannot afford the 5 7 or $10 a month, I totally overstand, but you can still support us by rating, commenting, and subscribing to our podcast on Spotify or Apple. You're helping us grow. You're helping us build. You're helping the community. So shout out to you. And uh, with that, we're going to take a little breaky break. After these messages, we'll be right back. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Hot shit! Um, okay. Cleo Soul gave us another album. Did you listen? I liked it much more than the first one. Same. Cleo? I liked the first one, too. But you didn't, that didn't really resonate with you. I love this one. This was great. I like this. I love this one. Yeah. But one thing Cleo going to do is try to convert you. <laughs> Cleo loves God. She really does. I'd be like, I'd be like, I'm a sinner. Forgive me for I have sinned <laughs> and everything's going to be all right. She's a bomb. She's a bomb. I really love her. She's the yeah. bomb and she's a bomb on the soul. But child, whatever. Cult this one's she called heaven, right? Is it know. heaven? Or is I think it the first oh. one is heaven. I think I'm messing up. Go ahead. But um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if she's like a Mormon or something. Gold. This is gold. Why uh, would she be a Mormon? She may be a Mormon. She might be a Rastafari. I don't know, but I think she got some strict. <laughs> some orthodox and strict things. over there. <laughs> is it? It's all the same. She might be an orthodox <laughs> Jew. I want to know what her that's why she won't go on tour or give us no information about herself because it's church because she's going to say in order to come you have to convert over to jesus christ or she's going to have a mid in the middle of the concert she's going to everybody you can please stand up if you want to give your life over to christ and then pass Ooh, when they around. come over with that that pamphlet where did you got to fill out <laughs> hate it remember when they did that at the last and that got so bad <laughs> I was like, yo, leave me alone. Internet said, not my email to God. 
<laughs> I didn't get mad. I was just like, <sighs> whatever. She said, never mind. Just, I was like, I don't live here. She I don't says live here. too many steps to Goddell. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I cannot subscribe to God. It's a rate, no. subscribe, comment, <laughs> Sh- below. share. Share. That is dumb. That is Shut dumb. Up. <laughs> she, that's why, see. That's no, why but I, somebody said that salt uh, might be like a cult. It might be. I, I'm telling you, they over there doing some shit. But you know what? They're prolific. They're prolific. They just produce mass, like good music. They just have tracks mm-hmm. after tracks after track. It is their spiritual worship. I, it has to be. I imagine that they're just sitting in a room. There's pillows on the floor, right? Barefoot. And they're just jamming out. And that is how it, it makes me think about Kirtan. Oh, that's what that's it is. That's how I think yeah. they create their music. No, absolutely. What is Kirtan? Can you tell the people? Kirtan, what Kirtan is, is like the spiritual practice of singing songs to God about God. It's like a form of worship. It's not different from like gospel songs or music, but it is, it's the act of, um, making music together and mm-hmm. it's the what's it called the the call Offering and no response. call and response the practice of call and response is in all religion religious mm-hmm. music but there's like something really happening spiritually when you when you do that shit so we and gotta be careful time, when we you're are saying singing. the same thing over and over again right yeah and in and most you- songs kirtan Gospel songs like Hasidic Jews be doing that stuff. They all do it. Muslim, do Muslims do it? Islam do it? I don't know. We are. They be singing. I, they they have to be. They be. They singing. be dancing. Do they dance? I tell you. They be whirling. It depends on the sect. I think. Yeah. The Su- the uh, Sufis get it in, bro. They be the ones <laughs> spinning. <laughs> shout out to Rumi not to be confused with Beyonce, Beyonce. Child. you know she stole that name from me I wanted to name my child Rumi if I were to ever have another one I'm sorry Shanti stop <laughs> what is your next one it's outline <laughs> Um, this is an incredible podcast. I listened to it in, a long time ago, but I just was reminded of it. Um, it's called Stolen Surviving St. Michael's. It's about the history of Canada's Indian residential schools and mm. the horrific experiences that these young children age 2 to 18 would experience at these obligatory forced um boarding schools and is an incredible reporter her name is connie walker and she's an award-winning investigative journalist and she basically goes into um her own family's experience and the indigenous community um experience in canada with these boarding schools that have been kind of like a deep dark secret especially for the older generation um which led to a lot of trauma, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of continued abuse, of course, um, for her generation because of their trauma. 
but it's the traumatic legacy of Canada's Indian residential schools came to light in both U.S. and Canada national news last year when the remains of 215 children were uncovered on the grounds of Canada's Canloops Indian residential school. Mm. So basically, these children, um, the indigenous communities would have to give their children up to these Catholic schools at the age of two. And they would be forced to live there from two to 18 to basically, of course, snuff out any type of culture. They couldn't speak their language anymore. These kids would be fluent in their native tongue and then forced to go to Canada, these, excuse me, residential schools. What time period was this? Um, 60s. 70s i think the last one was maybe in the 80s they're very recent and of course there was severe abuse going on by priests and nuns and it's just a beautiful heartbreaking um unfolding about this experience that connie's family um has experienced and how that the link of like her father all the way up to her and the effects of it um how it happens and it's 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 brilliant so if y'all into that kind of stuff um, oh yeah i'm definitely you'll love it it's really it's hard it's really hard to listen to but shout out shout out to the indigenous folks of um canada who who are recovering and doing a lot of speaking of spiritual work to recover from it and uh and get get justice any way that they can so yeah, stolen. The search for Germain. Is that what it's called? Oh my God! <laughs> stolen. Surviving Saint Michael's. That's what it's called. <laughs> I don't know where Germain came from. <laughs> it was Germain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was so good. Oh, you were killing it, and you had to throw Jermaine in them he in here. Like... it. He just caught a stray. Jermaine minded his business. <laughs> Surviving Germain. <laughs> Damn, bro. <laughs> what the fuck did he do? <laughs> In other news, um, Beyonce's giving us a movie. Beyonce wants that Oscar so bad. She says, somebody give it to me. Whether it's for costuming, editing, mm. sound, somebody give me my Oscar. There's no way that these other people are EGOTs and I'm not. Mm. And I feel her. She I, won an Emmy? Not yet. She yeah. needs her Oscar and she needs her Emmy. She got her Tony and she has her the most Grammys of any artist ever. So listen, I'm sure. She, listen, Beyonce. Said, I don't know how she's getting that Emmy. She gonna have to produce something. She said, "I just want to thank." <laughs> she is killing me. She said, "I'm just so happy I was born because I am here." I am healing all of you. That's she ba- never, that she said that verbatim. She never she said, said that. I just want to say, don't do that. <laughs> don't make fun. Thank of her. God I was born because all you niggas is my sons now, and we are. I but create, we are. We are. That's the thing. I so you can make fun of her, and now I can heal all of you. I am a and god, and she is, and she is. It gave. I said, girl. I feel that we should be in this movie. Us walking in, we should be in it. We deserved. We were dressed. And I feel like we're not going to be because we weren't in Club Renaissance. And we should have gotten those tickets. Yeah. 
I we feel a way fabulous. about it. We did. And I just, I'm, I feel a way about it. Anyway, shout out to Parkwood. Get your money, girl. Beyonce, and that's so, it's such a smart deal because the movie theaters are struggling so much because of streaming. Like movies are coming out and going to streaming platforms within a month. Mm-hmm. That never happens. The big AMC theater that was in Brooklyn just closed, child. Downtown Brooklyn closed, gone. And she has this deal with AMC to release this exclusively in their theaters. I'm sure it'll come somewhere to some sort of DVD or something. But I wish she would have did this with Formation. I just can't believe I missed that tour. The the confidence, again, she's, she's what does she has a quote about? Only person I gamble with or bet on is myself. Sit. The confidence to know that this is going to be a sold out fucking tour, right? It's going to be an incredible tour. It's going to be did a, wonders for the economy. And then it's going to be so good. And I'm, I'm going to make sure it's so tight. that it's going to be an incredible movie that's going to drop. Right. The announcement is going to drop right after I end my tour. The confidence. And all the same people still coming to see it. The confidence and the belief in herself. She's right. Y'all lucky. I'm, listen, child. Could you imagine? The confidence. What if that was a terrible tour or it had bad reviews or like. She's like, wow. I just, I, she's, she's a lesson on taking risks and betting on yourself for real, for real. Because that's a risk. That's, that's a ballsy fucking move. Well, I think that she was going <clears> to, <throat> she's going to document it regardless. But now that it has the impact that it has, of course, she's going to be like, why she work? Who can we package this to? Capitalism. Lastly, I just want to shout out to Celie Glam. Natasha. Shout out to Natasha. Um, I was looking, I wanted to make some chicken wings, some baked chicken wings, and she has a hot honey, sweet chili barbecue chicken wing recipe on her website that was scrumped diddly up. And so if y'all are looking, cause this is the time of year where it's just so, to me, it's just irritating to be in the house cooking. It's starting really? to get cold. That It's just something about it that I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I struggle with the food in the winter time. Oh, and, it's the and best time to cook. I know it's the best time to cook, but it's I'm a salad girl. I like my salads. I like chopping my stuff up and throwing it together. And I don't have a lot of time to cook. So I know like a braised yeah. short yeah. rib is amazing, right? Mm-hmm. But like I don't have time to be doing that right now. Lamb, mm, delicious. I just don't have time for you that. In the, in the summer. Pot, girl. No, not if you're going to do it right. You sure, get the... baby, throw it in the pot. You sear it, takes a half. Anyway, all right. I'm not home, but anyway. Shout out to Asili Glam. She has some fire recipes on her site. Asili she don't Glam be eating cooks. her vegetables. Asili Glam cooks. Yes, Asili Glam cooks. She doesn't eat her vegetables. Oh. Fair warning there. I'm like, girl, it ain't no vegetables on this plate. <laughs> Just be... And I don't know how she stays so damn skinny. Because she be working the fuck out, too. She got... Listen... She, she one of them she over there she pushing the women that, that you can have it all, all. girl i, I don't it. know if we can trust it she in the matrix <laughs> she she wanted a uh what do they call her? she's an anderson <laughs> <laughs> she has it all she got the husband the big ass house the baby yeah she got white furniture everywhere child clean, clean as fuck big ass windows baby. child don't play with me oh but she she is that what Man, they're fact, called I'll that's what we back. gotta start calling them anderson hello i call them Anderson's. blavity blacks but maybe i'm being elitist what was that character's name? Hello, Neo. 
I'm going to move along because we're 40 minutes in. Politics as usual. We're supposed to have some sort of sound bite there now. I will find it for you, Monty, and send it your way. All right. I I have these big plans to talk about this Amazon lawsuit. And every week there's a bigger story and I can't. So hopefully next week things would have calmed down. But we're not going to get to that. We have to talk about Kevin McCarthy. I would like to say this was predicted here on Around the Way Curls, that he was going to be ousted. And y'all, for the first time in American history, the House has voted to kick the Speaker of the House out of their role, basically pausing all government work in the House because you can't do anything without a Speaker. And not to mention Republicans are on a week-long break. They say, yeah, we're going to vote you out and we're going to take a break. Shout out to your tax dollars <laughs> for our... Uh, they, they can't be taking a break. They're scrambling. They're trying to figure out who to nominate and all that. But they are not in Washington, some of them, or they don't have to be. They're not in the House chamber. Anyway, Kevin McCarthy, second in line to the presidency. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. It goes the president... Vice President, House, Speaker of the House. Second in line to the fucking presidency, ousted after nine months on his post. Kevin, if you remember back in the Dizay, that was in January, I think, he needed 15, 15 votes, not like people, but 15 times they voted for him to get through and become House Speaker due to the ultra-conservative Republicans the MAGA Republicans who were blocking his nominations. Um, to be clear, the very like these conservatives are the very, very right wing MAGA. I'm talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, like these folks who were just like they believe in all things Trump. Mm. Okay. So McCarthy, he has cozied up to Trump. All right. To be very clear, he's not anti-Trump by any means. Um, The two were close allies during the Trump White House years. Um, McCarthy um, would later say, though, that Trump bore responsibility for the January 6th Capitol riot. Mm. But then he also defied a subpoena regarding January 6th. That committee wanted him to come speak to them. He refused to go. Um, He voted to overturn the election. And then he flip flops every chance he gets on on Trump, but he still like cozies up to him. And he also went down to Mar-a-Lago uh, to take a photo op with Trump just to so- show that he was, you know, still by his side. So he's just somebody that no one trusts, no one on the Democratic side, no one on the Republican side, because he just mm. he's wishy-washy mm-hmm. in that way. Um, but Republicans, to remind you, have a very, very slim majority in the House Um, And a part of that slim majority is that MAGA right wing group, right? So in order to win the vote, he had to make certain concessions to them in order to even get in. One of them being the thing that ended up being the nail in his coffin was that only one person could call for a motion to vacate. So that means if one person out of all 200 and some said, you know what? I don't like what you're doing. I'm going to call for a motion to vacate and we all have to come together because it what he wasn't getting through. It was 15 votes, 15 times they voted and there was no government happening. And, and that makes the Republican party look, you have to realize when that happens, it shows the 
it shows it airs your dirty laundry to the public. It shows how fractured your party is. It shows that Kevin McCarthy is weak. He cannot get his base to rally around him. He can't get everybody on the same page. Say what you want about Nancy Pelosi. She had her little brush it up with AOC and the squad where they were like coming at her a little bit, but her people fell in line. Like that was it. It was like, this is how we're voting. She would, and she also was someone who had very slim majorities in the house and she got her shit done. Whatever stuff she had going on in the background, she whipped those votes and she got people in check. She was able to, to give a little, get a little, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. She was able to compromise. So he agreed to that. Everyone knew that was a terrible idea. Okay, so fast forward to now. I'm sure that you saw, many people saw that, you know, we were in in jeopardy of the governmental shutdown, right? And governmental shutdown is like a very big deal. It causes a lot of financial strain. Like it's it's not just this thing that's like, oh, the government shut down. It's like people aren't getting paid. People don't know how they're going to eat. And it's really awful for the economy. And it's like complete, it's disarray, honestly. Um. So MAGA Republicans were standing 10 toes down during those negotiations. And the governmental shutdown is always, the looming shutdown is always around balancing the budget. We're this much money in debt. We're this, we're that. Republicans are very conservative with how they want to spend money. Um, Democrats tend to spend money, um, but also spend money on things that are necessary. So there's, I see arguments on both sides that are valid, Um, but Basically, there has to be negotiations put into place. You have to work across the aisle. MAGA Republicans, so they they came up with a bill. They came up with a budget. The MAGA Republicans were not with the shits, mostly because there was money in there for Ukraine. Hmm. They are like, hell no. We sh- we're not giving Ukraine any more money. We need to fix stuff at home, which we'll get to later because that argument is not actually, in my opinion, the most sound argument on a global political landscape. And I have a something to play for that later. But basically, that's what they were saying. And they were refusing to allow this bill to move forward. There were other stipulations in there, but Ukraine is like a big sticking point. But there were definitely other stipulations. And in every bill, they try to like undercut and throw like abortion stuff in there that has nothing to do with the bill. But both sides of the aisle do that on bills. Okay. So everyone thought, you know what? Kevin McCarthy has never put the country first. He's going to let the government shut down because he's there's no way he's going to go against this MAGA right group because they're already they've told him if you do this we're going to call a vote to vacate you and matt gates was heading this up matt gates and kevin mccarthy have some beef before because matt gates was also brought up on like some investigations for child not child but like i think it was child Mm, I wish I we had a producer to fact check this. There was some sort of sexual misconduct. Oh, <laughs> the, with a child, it was like a, a ring, I think. A ring <laughs> of like of sex ring. It was like sex trafficking, something like that. Child. But he wasn't found. It was like weird. I don't know all of the facts, but they have static over that because Kevin McCarthy. I 
was very outspoken about that. And they just don't like each other. There's reports that they were screaming at each other behind closed doors, that they weren't getting anywhere. They're tweeting at each other, bring it on, like days before this happened. Just childish, childish nonsense. So to everyone's surprise, Kevin McCarthy did actually do what was best for the country. He negotiated with the Democrats and kept the country open. Mm -hmm. And there was money for Ukraine in that bill. Mm -hmm. Well, made the matter. Um, and it really, and it didn't, it doesn't keep the government open. I think I said the country, the government open only for another 45 days until they need to really balance the budget. It was just a stopgap because if you, any, any party that shuts the government down, it looks so bad. Like that, that, that has a ripple effect on voting and voters get pissed. And so that's a losing approach for any party that has to do that. And Kevin McCarthy knows that. So he, you know, did this very shocking thing where he actually did what was best for Americans. So then Matt Gates brings this vote to the house floor, the vote. You have to realize that on the house floor, both Democrats and Republicans are voting so <laughs> fucking Paul McCarthy, I think thought there's, he thought that the Democrats, some of the Democrats were going to cross the aisle and vote. Yes. Keep him in. The Democrats did not do that. The Democrats Paul all McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy. I said, Paul McCarthy, like <laughs> yeah. the fucking Beatles, Kevin McCarthy. Sorry. McCartney. <clears throat> I can't say what, Kevin McCarthy thought that they were going to do this. They didn't do it. They left him out to fucking dry. And I think for good reason, we'll get into that because mm. I have clips. I, I think that they did the right thing. There's a lot of, it was interesting. There's a lot of Democrats who are questioning that. And I'm like, they're like, you know, now we're not getting anything done and government is so messed up. And I'm just like, mm, I'm sick of Democrats playing nice in the sandbox. That's why they can't get their messaging together. Mm. That's why... You have to show this dysfunction at some point. And yes, we might suffer. And yes, people are getting paid to do no work. And it's just chaos and we look stupid. And funding is, we have, we have less than 45 days until there's another possible government shutdown. But the American people need to see these Republicans are not equipped to run the House. There's upcoming elections you need to vote them out and vote us back in because we're aligned. We all voted the same way. We can get stuff done and push agendas forward. Mm. That's the point of that. But I have, I have real rationale as to why, and I'll play that clip in a second. So anyway, the vote comes down, eight Republicans vote against him. That's enough to oust him, which is wildly terrifying to me that the second in line to the presidency can be ousted by his party, the party that he has over 200 people supporting him, eight people because they are MAGA Trump supporters, caused this kind of chaos because you he needed a Democrat to come over and they were like, no, you mm. made your bed lay in it. Mm. So now instead of McCarthy blaming those eight MAGA Republicans, he's still so in bed with Trump, he's blaming Democrats. 
He's saying the Democrats allowed disarray because they are playing politics. They don't, they could have easily kept him in and they could have found a solution um, for the, for the next budget. And he would have worked with them and all this bullshit. And it's like, bro, your party did this. We didn't call the vote. Like we didn't call the motion to vacate. We are aligned with Hakeem Jeffries, the minority speaker. That's who we want to be the house speaker. That's who our leader is, period, point blank, period. And when he reached out to you, you gave him nothing. Hence the clip that I'd like to play because this is very important information because I'm sick of hearing that the Democrats should have. talking about this all weekend, knowing that this moment could come. And a number of Democrats made the argument that perhaps Kevin McCarthy is better than any of the alternatives that Republicans could offer up. Hmm. You know, he avoided having a government shutdown. He avoided defaulting on our debt. And for better or worse, has kept the institution largely running. And perhaps a farther right member of Congress would be even worse as Speaker. Right, he's the devil they know and the one who kept the government open. Right. And perhaps they can extract some concessions out of Kevin McCarthy. Maybe in exchange for them saving him, they'll get co-committee chairs. Maybe he will give more money to Ukraine. But Kevin McCarthy calls Hakeem Jeffries, the leader of the Democrats, Monday night, and he makes it clear that he's not willing to give the Democrats anything, Hmm. that the Democrats should vote for him because... They should believe in the institution of the House and not want to see it in chaos. But he's not going to go out of his way to make any promises to any Democrat. He doesn't offer them anything. And so Hakeem Jeffries walks into the 9 a.m. morning meeting and he puts up on the screen video of Kevin McCarthy on national TV bashing Democrats and implying, in their view, falsely, that Democrats were the ones who wanted the government shut down. And this infuriates the Democrats in that closed-door meeting. And what could have been a debate over the pros and cons of cutting a deal with Kevin McCarthy becomes essentially a one-sided speaking session of all of Kevin McCarthy's wrongs and ills. Even the moderate members, the ones from districts in which President Trump is popular, were saying Kevin McCarthy is untrustworthy. People are talking about how he voted to overturn the election, how he was Donald Trump's lapdog every step of the way, how he defied a subpoena from the January 6th committee. Every single person who speaks at this closed-door meeting speaks against saving Kevin McCarthy and says that the Democrats must remain united. And in their view, it will be better to have no speaker than to have Kevin McCarthy. Damn. Petty's. They like, uh, uh-uh, do you, you. think that's you so that here we are? What is your, what are your thoughts? Do you think that's no, petty? it's not petty. It's, it's, okay. it's strategic. It's all strategy. Um, but like, I think it's really stupid of Kevin. Nigga, what? He's relied. Democrats usually play ball. They play nice in the sandbox oftentimes. And that's the, they don't go no, low. That's just poor negotiation. Do this for What's me and you get nothing. What? 
do this for me and and here I think it's do this for me because you could get some somebody far worse. Oh. In order to appease oh, that I MAGA see. group, I see. which is very valid. In order to appease that MAGA group, imagine who, imagine how long one it's going to take for the Republican Party I to see. find someone that everyone agrees on. And if everyone agrees on it, it's going to be somebody who is wildly more conservative, more aligned with Trump and MAGA than me. Which is a dangerous play, though. That's still even more of a dangerous play. It's risky. Trump's Trump might win. I'm scared. Trump is going to win. It's the Hollywood. Is that how you say it? You th- well, Trump, this doesn't have it. First of all, the Republicans are so dumb that some of them are not. Not all of them. Let me not say this. Some of the Republicans are so dumb that they are not. They are saying Trump should be the Speaker of I the know. House. You're so dumb. First of all, an indicted politician cannot be the speaker of the house that's a republican rule that was put into place okay dummies and all, he's not like i just can't the it to me it shows a couple of things it shows the first thing that i felt was the democrats are strong the democrats are united hakeem jeffries is doing a great job and i was Again, Nancy Pelosi, not all her policies, not all the things that she's done are great. But she got out of the fucking way when it was time. She's still, she's still, um, she's still uh, uh, in the house, but she, she said, I'm not running for speaker. This is the person that I think should be the next speaker. And that was Hakeem. She has, she has been training him up. Mm-hmm. For this moment, the way that he's able to get, I can't get, you and I can't see, can't agree on shit. Imagine trying to get 200 motherfuckers to all vote the same way and 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 to have the same agenda. He's smart by playing. He went in with video footage. This is what this motherfucker said, y'all. And when he called me, this is what Look he said. this bitch ass nigga said. Look what it's this smart head though. ass nigga said, y'all. You gonna let him punk us like this, motherfuckers? I, I'm sorry, it's smart. And, the, and to me, I was like, the future might could be bright for Hakeem. And Hakeem is also my representative. Of, and he's from, you know, he's Brooklyn. So it's like, I feel a little bit black. Yeah, I'm like, yo, what up? What up, Hakeem and him? And I know somebody <laughs> that works on his campaign. So I'm like, yeah, 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 that's what's up. Um, the other thing is that just like you said, Donald Trump still owns his fucking party. Yeah, Donald Trump. He own, and that's the thing. Like, there are Republicans, so many of them who who do not like Donald Trump, but they cannot say that they they are so terrified to move against him because the way the checks and balances work within this political structure and system we're being exposed he's exposing us like i was terrified that yo eight people could block money to ukraine eight people can stop the house from functioning because they are marjorie taylor greens lauren bobert Beetlejuice, bitch. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, this is where we're yeah. at. I was just like, yo, we're fucked. We're yeah. fucked. This is nuts. And now, like, Trump is, and this is a whole Beetlejuice, other, another bitch. aside, 
But Trump is like, Trump is probably like he's facing all of these indictments and some of his, like his January 6th one is probably going to be postponed up to the yin yang because he found an argument that's probably going to push this up to the Supreme Court to decide and that's going to take forever. So if he does get in office, he just pardons himself. That's what he's, his whole defense is like, I have to postpone, I have to postpone. And the only way I stay free is if I fucking am president. And it's very, Wild. it's like, it's highly possible that this nigga's going to become a president again. So, hence why I think this was a great strategy for Democrats we might have to suffer for a little bit in order to show this dysfunction and how dire it is for us to get out and vote. But it, because the no one is that excited about Biden, but this shows the other side is not equipped. Yeah, but I think the scariest part is that and you said this last um a couple weeks ago is that the dysfunction, the hypocrisy and the um what is the word? I'll just stick with those. You know, I try to go do three. You like threes. I like, you threes. like threes. The you dysfunction mm-hmm. and the hypo- hypocrisy. It's a cognitive dissonance. They do not care. They don't care. They're still going to support it. It could be in flames. Are you talking about voters? Yes. Or it could both? be in okay. flames. The Republican yeah. Party could be in flames, girl. It is in flames. And they don't this care is- because it's not, it's not, it's not efficacy. It's not uh it's not integrity, it's not any of this it, it, processy it's it processes they don't care about all of that. It's based on values and rhetoric that has the the, the voting base wait, 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 by I'm a so sorry. So sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to get the clip. I'm listening. It has them by the chokehold. They don't care about that. They don't care about the actual operations. You know what I mean? It's like it's like they don't uh, it's like McDonald's. It's like McDonald's or it's like a it's like a uh, a sweat factory or some shit. It's like Mm -hmm. as long as I'm getting this product at the end, I don't give a fuck what goes into it. I don't care if they're little kids doing it. I don't care if it's, you know, happening in a completely dilapidated building and people are, lives are at risks. It don't affect me. I, I, I don't but know. It, I don't know if I say all that to say, I don't know that your hope that people seeing that like it's a shit show well, is going to make people be like, oh, yeah, that's you're right. They they, they, well, they shouldn't have this type of power. They're be the like, majority of I, I feel that the majority well, one, Democrats are have terrible messaging. That's always been their issue. They cannot get their fucking messaging straight because they're Classic. just, they play too fucking Little nice. Dick I, energy. It's just, yes, big time. So now I feel like this was a big dick move. Okay. And let's see what you do with this messaging. You need to capitalize off of this. It's really important. Not capitalize off people's suffering, but just expose the dysfunction of this party and the the threat that Donald Trump is to 
the democracy as it exists today. And Donald Trump is exposing that every every step of the way from the Supreme Court. And it's a good thing. Like being exposed in this way shows how much fucking work we have to do. But my hope is that it energizes people a little bit. Even with podcasts like this, where maybe somebody will listen and be like, you know what, this shit is important. I got to... I gotta make sure that I vote in the next, when it when it's time to vote for my house of my representative. Like it yeah. is, it's so important. It's so important. I don't know nothing about nothing, but I don't think that you're going to convert Trump supporters. No, you won't ever. No, no, no. Trump supporters will remain Trump supporters. And it's this a big, messaging yeah. is for independents yeah. who are on the fence yeah, they, and for Apple Democrats who are users. feeling lackluster. Mm-hmm. Trump, That's the problem. Trump, Trump supporters support- are Apple users. They're never going to ever, ever have anything else. You try to get the Android users now. You're trying to get the people who just use whatever. Does it work? Yeah, it's it's those folks. And and honestly, educated people who voted for Trump because not everyone who voted for Trump is and An I educated, say educated, you know, middle not, America or just make a, America just a racist again. person, yeah, right? Yeah. Some folks voted because they do like his policies, they do feel like it helps their pocketbook. And when I say educated, I mean informed, not not that kind of thing who are following this, who are paying attention. And who have the capacity to do it. But I do want to play a clip, and then I'll get off of this, um, about the Ukraine funding. Because I don't think, again, I don't know all of this. And I completely understand the frustration around we are sending all of this fucking money over there. And we are suffering here. Because I feel that way, oftentimes. But I just want to play this clip from The View from Sarah Haynes. And also the clip that I played earlier was from The Daily change the topic but i want to jump in on the ukraine aid because i don't think everyone i know all of us understand the importance of this but i think sometimes when people hear about aid they start to yell well we have people that need help here all these things what they don't understand is strategically while we're able to give aid and other things to them we are keeping our soldiers from having to go in or this country being potentially brought into a a world war three so this is not just being nice to other people and not taking care of home that's saying it's a chess game not checkers and we're looking down the road and avoiding a massive war for all of us. And also by avoiding keeping that aid the expansion of, yes. of Putin. But I don't think right? people get that. Yeah. They get it. They don't care. No, no, there are some the people. These people in this Congress that she's talking about, they, they, they understand like that. understand, but they're feeding they identify- voters that may not know right. better because some voters say, well, we don't have food on our table. We need f- money. Those things can all you be f- true at the same time. Five you think they like Putin? Budget. They like Putin. You, you Matt do. Gates, they like him. I think they like Putin. A lot of these these guys in the MAGA crowd, they identify with these dictators. All right, she she got off topic a little bit, but there was there was something very important that the Republican at the table. Why am I forgetting her name right now? <sighs> What's her name? What's her name? Um, Republic. She said it's five. The Ukraine aid is five percent of the budget. Put that into perspective. What we have to realize is that Putin, he just bombed Ukraine again. He's testing nuclear weapons. He's getting closer to North Korea, China, Iran, like Iran. These are things that as it's, it's serious threats to the West, right? 
I am not in alignment with what we stand for and how we wreak havoc across the fucking world. I'm I'm not disillusioned. Like I I know that. I do not think though that I want to live in a world where the Putins, the Kim Jong Uns, and I forgive me, I don't know the leader of China. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I don't want to live in that world where it's just you don't have choice. You don't have any, you can't have this kind of conversation on a podcast about it. And so I always am met with this conflict of like, I know what, I know what this country is. I know that we're, we we are fucked up. And I know that sending money over there is a proxy war. And that can't be the answer. And then I'm also met with, I'm terrified and I also, I'm not smart enough to understand what is the answer then with this Putin, China, Jim, Jim, Kim Jong-un threat. Because if, if Russia invades Ukraine and wins and takes it, China invades Taiwan. And now we, now we're all in it. Here comes the war. That's it. If China wants to invade Taiwan, China's going to invade Taiwan. Yes, but what I'm saying is that they've already said, like, if they're successful in that, that just gives them even more ammo because they're building their strength. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have. I, I don't know either. I, I, and I, I, I wish we had somebody who knew more. I just don't like. Anyway, I, it's too. We are too, too, we are too deep into it, but I hear you. I agree. I hear you. I don't I don't know. I I'm you. not saying it's the right thing. I don't fucking know. It's not know. the right thing. It can't be. No, it's not the but right thing. I don't thing. know what but the right thing sense. is. But it makes sense. If you're going to you were in Babylon. So if we're in Babylon, then let's fucking play. It's the chess it's the che- it's the next chess move, right? Yeah, but it's all based in you know, uh Terror. What? Terror, I think. Terror? Yeah. Yeah, it's a hellscape. It's a capitalistic hellscape and we got to maintain it by any means necessary. Right. Right. So shout out to America. America. It's not just us. us. Really quickly. I do. I, I don't want to get super in the, I wanted to talk about this, but we're behind. I'm sure everybody saw this clip of, of the Philly biker. Yes. I think I was. Do you want to talk about this? No, you can, but this is important because also put some respect on Philly's name as well, okay? Yeah, of course. Like Philly, it made me really sad to see this. So there was a biker who, um, I don't know, the biker has been identified as Cody Heron, 26 years old. They're outside of City Hall, which is down primetime downtown Philadelphia, which is wild, a whole bunch of bikers. During, they're at a red light, apparently... The biker, Cody, and a woman, Nikki Bullock, had two, she had her two children in her car with her, along with her girlfriend. Um, they were seated in their, like, respective vehicles, but they had a dispute about changing lanes. You know, like, whatever. Some sort of interaction happened. And video footage emerged of Cody, this biker, a man, jumping off the motorcycle, proceeding to jump on the back of her car, and kicking in and breaking the back rear window until the glass shattered. Her children were in the back seat. Um, 
the woman, um, Nikki, jumps out of the car, confronts him. Cody is, while he's getting off the car, a gun falls out of his pocket he or his waistband. He picks it up. Nikki comes out to defend her family, challenging this asshole. Um, and he, Brant, like, he points the gun at her and headbutts her. And she just stands there, doesn't run, doesn't cower, just stands there and leans up against the 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 car in a matter of like, it wasn't even, it looked like she was just kind of like, it. whatever, you gonna do what you do, it ain't nothing I could do at this point. But she doesn't back and, down. She does not. But she away. doesn't back down. No, she, she pushes stands him. there. She pushes him as she well. She did push him. But after like the headbutt and the gunpoint, she just leans against the car, but she doesn't back down on him. Okay. So this goes all over social media. It brought tears to my eyes to see it because it made me so sad. It made me think about how Amanda's always yelling at me because in New York, I beep a lot. And so when I go home, I beep and she's like, you cannot do that here. Do not beep at people here. Just wait. Like she gets so upset. I'm like, what? So anyway. Cody has been identified, charged with possession of, you know, a gun, recklessly endangering another person, yada, yada, yada. Cody was identified because there was a slew of people calling into helplines and tip lines to give up his identity, which made me really happy. I saw an interview with the woman, Nikki, who said the only thing that saved her children from having glass all over them was the fact that her windows were tinted. So that when it was kicked in, there was like a a thin layer of something blocking that glass from her babies. Um, I don't know. There's questions here. What were your emotions watching the video? How would you respond if you were a bystander? You're a mom. You live in Philly. If JoJo was in the car, like, and and this and and Philly has rallied around her. They've Supported donated her. They a lot of money. Her gl- yeah. Glass. They found him. He's under custody now. Yeah. Like Philly showed up for real, for real. Um, It was disgusting. It was disheartening. It was scary. Yeah. It, um, I would not have done what Nikki did if my kid was in the car. If a nigga is kicking in my back window with his feet, I'm good. Like you're not, I cannot, I ain't getting out and bucking up with you. No, I probably wouldn't have either. Like what, I might have bucked up before he got Yeah, but on the car. Him, yeah. Nah. That could have gone so many ways. That could have gone he, so many ways. He could have killed her. She could have killed him. She could have had a gun in her car. He busts out the the anger that comes flares up, somebody busts out, and if she had a gun on her, the fuck are you doing? I will kill you. That could have gone so many different ways. Um, I thought she was going to drive off and like speed away. But I don't think I don't. I I, I think the thing that made me so enraged and sad was every, when he pointed that gun at her. And after he headbutt her, how she just sat back on that car and was like, it was. It wasn't a submission, but it was a submission, not to him, but to the to the situation and a preparedness of here we are. This, this is what it's going to be. It it was just like this. It was almost as if she was 
it wasn't a shock to her. And it made me so sad. Like what? There was no fear. And like, I get that we're celebrating and I'm sure she was terrified, but I, and I get we're celebrating that, but the, the way that she was kind of glossed over and like resolved and like, this is what it is. This is Philly. This is the circumstance. Why made is that me just so Philly? uncomfortable? Or the, I'm saying there's something about an environment where if you're that resolved and it's not just Philly, it's a whole bunch of places, but this happened in Philly. So I'm saying in her mind, it's like, see this shit, hear about this shit kind of shit all the time. Shit happens in the city all the time. That's across the country. The no, world. That was terrible. And the, the people walking around, the not people walking around, the niggas standing around watching it. The other bikers. Like, watching. Girl, what the fuck? Chill. 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 But, you know, Cody crazy. Cody a hothead. Cody's literally out of his fucking mind. Cody could have been on something. Old. 26. And I... And I Somebody like right with the, Cody in the deepest like way. The, for you to kick in. Jumping on a car. Angry. Just jumping on top. Out of control. Possessed. And your two babies are in the backseat. Nah, man. I would have drove young. off. I would have been driving. Five Roar, and two. I would have hit somebody. The fuck you. Right when that nigga started jump on my car, I would have drove. Yeah, she stood. Yeah, I wouldn't sit there. I wouldn't to have, yeah, stand her ground. We're gonna fight. Like unless but I there had were a gun. also people in front of her. I don't know. There was a car in front of her. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. If she I had the reversed. ability to. I don't know. But who knows what could have happened? I'm happy that I'm not happy, but thank God that it unfolded the way that it did unfold. Because that could have gone so many ways. That could have ended up. That could have ended in death so easily. Yeah. For a I lot of people involved. Okay. For a lot of people involved. But uh, shout out to Philly for showing up. Shout out for hopefully justice to be served now that he is um been locked up. Well, he's he's got to be. I mean, I think he'll be found guilty. But I don't know what you do for a child five and two and how you explain that scared children and uh, i mean again and then and then it again it increases the cycle of like all right when that type of shit happens oh i've done the same kind of glazed over the same kind of like mm-hmm. um i don't know how to describe nervous, it. nervous uh system like oh i did this before my body is used to this she literally sat back on that car and crossed her arms like that's the shit you see in the movies or maybe she wasn't maybe she wasn't scared she had to like how it felt like snoop it felt like the wire it felt like all right well this the game this 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 what it is Mm -hmm. that can't that that is heartbreaking anyway terrell owens played for the philadelphia eagles shame on you (laughs) why he was a god shanti was a wide receiver here who played in the Super Bowl game, hurt with screws in his foot for us, even though we lost. But Terrell Owens, um, Terrell Owens is Terrell, you know? Terrell is Terrell. And Terrell is someone who has gotten himself in a lot of media trouble. I actually think he gets a bad rap. I don't think that he's as bad as everybody tries to make him out to be. 
but that could be an unpopular opinion. I'm about to get my ass eaten alive. But Terrell was talking to Chad Ochocinco, also someone who troubled past <laughs> and also a wide receiver. Didn't play with the Eagles, but um, they were just chatting it up on, I think it was live. And Chad is starting to do like a nightly recap thing with Shannon Sharp, who just so y'all know, like one of my tweets today, my claim to Ooh. fame, Uncle Shay Shay liked a tweet of mine. And he has an amazing, amazing interview with Marshawn Lynch. You should check that out on Club Shay Shay on YouTube. But anyway, um, they're both trying to get into this media world as everybody is now that everybody can have a microphone. So Terrell was talking to Chad and he said, my thing now is because I know that there's a stigma that the stereo the stereotypical of athletes, you know, to go off and make money and date the opposite color, well, the opposite race. But for me, where I am, it's not even about color. It's not even about race for me. And then he goes on to say, for me, it's about somebody that I can have chemistry with, um, who has good energy and I have a good vibe. That's where I am. And then Chad's like, well, why do you date white girls? Gotta, gotta. Anyway, basically, I don't feel like reading said, this verbatim because well, they he, can't even This talk. is important. He said, my first experiences with black women growing up wasn't good. When I started dating white girls, my first experience was when I went to college. I tried to date some black girls when I was in college, but they did not like me. I was skinny. I was scrawny, Johnson said. And apparently. No, Terrell said that. Excuse me. Terrell said, um, insinuating. He said to Johnson, excuse me, insinuating that, you know, black girls didn't fuck with me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. But he said when I finally got the opportunity, that wasn't I heard that, too. And that's what people I think are reacting to, too. When I finally got the opportunity was a, the white girl thing, too, somewhere. Anyway. I saw this go online and I saw people be really angry and frustrated about it. Well, not even angry, but just annoyed. Like, oh, here we go. Like, did we really need another black man explaining to us why he's dating white women? I don't know that Terrell said, and I could be wrong. I don't know that he said he only is dating white women. I think he was just saying that's he started dating white women in college because he was getting made fun of. They He said they were calling making fun of his skin. Black women had made fun of his skin and stuff like that and talked about how dark he was, yada, yada, yada. And he said, and I wasn't fine like this. I didn't have the money like this to glow up, you know, whatever. And he went where the love was or where the interest was. I'm gonna let you start. So a lot of people had stuff to say in response to that stuff like, um, why you date white girls should never have anything to do with black women. Just say it's your preference and slide. Boy, you just tricked your money off with a white woman. Now that's gone. You're going to gaslight black women. Mm. He's saying a lot of nothing just to validate his preference. He's lying. He only like he the one he liked may have not liked him back, but I don't believe not one black girl liked him. Mm. And then another person said white girls will line up to date the awkward black guy. That isn't what is considered handsome, fine, or cute. So just to your point, he went where the love was and the white girls was like. Uh, I'm just, I didn't say that was my point yet. Uh -oh. I'm just saying that's what he's saying, basically. I was sum summarizing. What are your thoughts? What are my thoughts about this? Um, 
I don't have any thoughts. I have more questions. I don't I don't have a a, a completely um I don't have an opinion about it quite yet or I probably won't walk out with an opinion with it. I think um <sighs> black men, white women. Oh, tricky. Tricky, tricky, tricky. Triggering, hurtful, hurt, tender. Um it's interesting. There's a lot of things as as always packed into this. It feels like the root of Terrell Owens' um, choice is pain or rejection from a very young age. We talked about this with Jonathan Majors as well when we were upset with him and his Swedish girlfriend or whoever she was, um, that when they were younger, they were rejected. They were made fun of. They were hurt deeply by black women and Mm -hmm. If you're not going to work through it, if you're not going to be honest about it, then it makes sense that you go where the love is, go where you feel accepted, go where to what he said um, he has a good vibe with it, it. You can't take away the effects of anti-blackness in the ways that it can really hurt people and the way that it can be. um Uh, what's the word? The way then you become a perpetrator, a perpetuator of it as well. Um, I don't know. To me, it sounds like he's hurt. And he said it. I feel like he was honest about it. Um, And that fucked him up. My father had a similar situation. My dad always says that, that he was made fun of when he, my dad was very dark. He was made fun of by girls and boys about his blackness. And how do you defend something like that? And then you go to a white woman that's like, oh, my God, or white people that are like, wow, you're beautiful. You're gorgeous. I love your skin to to feel desired, to feel desirable, to feel um, safety. I I don't think that that is a, a phenomenon that should be dismissed. You know, is it, is it, is there a pathology to it? Sure. But I don't think it should be dismissed or like, that's not, you know, that's not a root. The root is pain and rejection. So, which is the root for everybody's problems. What's new? (laughs) Um, And then this, you and I have an age old thing around preference. Is it, why can't we accept this idea of preference, right? Like, I you like milk duds. I tend to like little quirky, little the quirkier kind of artsy boys. Like when we have these preferences, some women really like light skinned niggas. We like beards. We're attracted to taller men. There's all of these preferences that we're like cool, cool, cool. But can a white guy, can a black guy, just have a preference for white women? Can white women just... I say no. Sorry. Let's talk about it. So, one, it's not lost on me that that we're two mixed-race black women with white mothers talking about this, right? Mm -hmm. Not lost. With black fathers who were married to white women. Mm -hmm. That's not lost on me. I want to first say that. My dad has a pathology. I see it. He does not... He has has mommy issues, for real, for real. That his Mm. original pain is with his mother. So mm. 
and he has abandonment issues with her not to tell her his business so there's deep rejection there right, so it may right. it adds up to me mm. i think for tarot specifically i don't think this is fair because while he might have had a tough time dating and, and i think let me finish my thought while he might have had a tough time dating white black women in the past he's been linked to many black women so that's first and foremost before we have this up roar where we're tweeting somebody and you know they're trending and they're on all of the social medias you know from Sanaa Lathan, Lisa oh, Leslie, Jessica bitches. White, oh. Viz- Vivica Fox, Damn. Kenya Moore Ooh. like it's not <laughs> he had to pick it, a little I, now yeah he it's not like he now he's dated a lot of white women too and been engaged to one okay fine fine uh, no m- married to one I believe Anyway, doesn't matter. That's not the point. I think watching the response to this shows how deeply painful this is for black women to constantly have this narrative be retold or to constantly be reminded as to why it's hard to date them. It just, it, and I can understand that. I was like, yo, I ain't trying to hear that because I ain't one of these women they rejected you or called you nothing and you have a certain platform and and you have a certain platform you have a certain influence and other people hear this and heard you but guess what a lot of these other guys who have money and affluence and status that's not why they doing it so that's not why they doing that that's not why they're dating white women that's how i'm just saying that this is what i saw and heard and read I'm not saying this is me. So I can understand that, right? I also think it's unfair for us to invalidate his experience. That's a real one. Because there is a real conversation around, to be had around rejection and how that can influence someone rejection from certain communities if you don't fit that mold we always talk about how you know being black is not a monolith being a woman a man is not a monolith. all these things so if you're in a community that you're you don't feel good in and you feel that rejection but you feel exalted in another community and kind of and tokenized i'm sure in a way as a young person just like you said if you don't put in the time to work through that stuff, most likely that is where you'll go. I don't think that he was saying this to advocate for it or to say that that's why black women are single. That's why nobody should date black women. I don't think that that was what he was saying at all, but I feel like what I, and you're not on X, formerly known as Twitter. That's what a lot of people were like. That that was the narrative online. And I was like, damn. I don't think that for me, if I hear that someone exclusively dates, even for myself, I've been questioning my myself. Why do you exclusively date black and Latino men? Latino? Who I had date a couple, Puerto spr- Rican? couple sprinkled in there now. What? There's a couple as, as a younger person. Now don't don't do this. And they were all Afro-Latin. They're all black. They're all black. So my thing is like, 
for anyone, especially for, I think, a black person, for me, and this could be my bias, a black person who exclusively dates white people, given the kind of politics around that and all of the things around that, all of the isms and the teachings and honestly the learnings of like yo self-hate that has been intentionally infused into black and brown people by white folks that don't sit with me right that is like mm, don't love it white women who date exclusively only black men don't love it I'm like mm, this is a fetish thing what is this like what's this if you just happen to care about somebody and that's what it is, cool. I don't care. But there's something about the exclusivity of this is the only kind of thing that I'm even giving a shot. And I'm looking, I'm asking myself these questions of why is that? Why is that? And is that okay, Antoinette? I've chalked it up to, don't know, no white man has, they don't try to holler at me. So I ain't, I would be shocked if they, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be like, for real? Huh? What kind of music we gonna listen to? What kind of music? Like it would just be like, oh, what's up? Like what? But there's there. I can't lie, and I and I and I can't. I'm not gonna try to figure it out right now. But I'm just gonna be honest and say I don't. I don't like the exclusivity. Sorry. I think it. Like uh, if my dad would have married another white woman afterwards, I'd have looked at him crazy. I'm like, bro, what's up? Or if all the women that he dated after my mom would have been white, I'd have been like. And I would have said something. So you think that there's something inherently indicative of a deeper psychosis in interracial dating? I don't serial think interracial I, dating. Interracial does not just mean black and white. Now, you if think it's anybody dates a white person repeatedly. I think if you only exclusively will date a white person. And if you're a white person that only exclusively dates out of your race, then something's not out of your race. Black men specifically. I think it's just a white black. It's a a white black thing. Sadly, a little bit with within my small brain. That's what bothers me. I'm not saying that this is real for other people. I'm saying when I see it, I, I ask myself a question around it. And I'm, I have a bias and I don't, it doesn't mean that this is true uh-huh. and I'm clear about that, okay. but I know my, my knee jerk reaction is that's interesting. But you, do you have that same energy for black women who serially date white men? Yes. Who only date, not serially date. I'm talking about, they say I only date white men, not give white men a try. They fun. I have a, I have a thing about black women who say, Ain't no good black men out here. Fuck them. Like, I we on to the next. I'm dating white men now exclusively. Huh? I don't like it. Any that that it's exclusivity in, in, bothers me. I but I I also think that there has. I feel like that's a little too polarizing because I think the context of culture and where you grow up and to his point, who you vibe with, who you share culture and community with if you're a white girl that grew up in north philadelphia and you grew up around black people and that's where you find safety and community and you shared values and aesthetics 
aside from the that makes completely sense yeah you're probably going to be dating exclusively black men or people that have the same type of culture as you if you're asian and you have the same phenomenon that happens if you're a black person in middle america arkansas i don't know where arkansas is is that middle maker anyway and where you grew up and who you the language you the nuances and you throw your ass in like north philadelphia you can be like yo i don't connect with this person i don't i don't understand you i again i need to go where it's right I'm not saying that it's right. I'm saying that's my bias, my initial bias. I'm open to you. If I see that and I'm like, oh, no, she she just grew up. This is what it is. Then I, I, I'm like, whatever. Honestly, like I can get over it. I'm just saying my knee jerk response is, hmm, okay. I, I ain't never seen you. It's like there was a fine black man, right, that we were both like, ooh, on the internet. And when I Grant went to his Chestnut? Instagram – no, you need to leave. How I'm old is that young dick. man? I love that you boy. <laughs> you really are. I'm on his top. I'm on his Shanti, bumper, baby. Let me finish. You are yo. Oh my god. We went to his page, and he was just surrounded around nothing but white folks. It was the only person that was not white on his page was his daddy, and it it I there was a bias that came out of me of hmm, interesting. That's interesting. It's off-putting to us, but to him, that's where he feels safety and comfort. I'm I guess- not saying he's bad. I'm just saying I'm literally talking about my bias. Yeah. I, that's all I'm talking about. I'm not saying that he's bad. I'm not saying he's not well within his right to have whatever fucking friends he wants. Somebody could look at me and be like, this this white girl where this girl always posts her white ass mom and she, in her profile picture she got fucking Ghanaian clothing on with braids. Bye, girl. Easily they could, and that and I understand it. I'm just saying that like it it takes self awareness for me to be like to look past it and like I keep saying like to look past it and to it investigate and observe yeah i feel this i I mean a part of me feels the same way but i think it's but when i see katie from arkansas or taylor if taylor swift only dated black men i'd be like bye sorry i don't know i would be so irritated what does it in we don't have time for this but i wonder what it what is in what is it indicative of that she's fetishizing them that he's in a sunken place, he's in denial, that he he hates. Is it Who is he? Who's whoever, he? whoever. If he's oh. only dating Becky, does that mean he's in the sunken place and he's in denial or does he feel Listen. he's being true to where he feels safe and feels comfort and feels camaraderie? What if she is very very attracted to black men? Like she can't help it. She lo- because goddamn it, who wouldn't they be? Fine. They fine as fuck, okay? They got, um, when it comes to, if we're going to go back to genetics, okay, we're going to go back yeah. to our inherent desire yeah. to uh, copulate. <laughs> What's the Girl, word? Girl, I got Our go. inherent desire to <laughs> the strongest survive, to, you know, uh, evolutionarily have a stronger offspring you gonna go to the nigga that's the fastest, the strongest, the biggest, the 
most physical powers is like on a hundred and that's the black man's body like they black people are strong and physically is that superior. only wait is that only even no, I'm not that just only. made me uncomfortable why no but because it's because that that feeds into the narrative of this black buck of no, this black yes it does no uh, to i me, think the, to but me because of black men's bodies and physique and their capability to handle lo- labor white people then not labor but being strong white people then use that to their advantage and was like i'm gonna make you work like i'm a the indigenous people of this land they tried to enslave them and work them they could not handle the temperature they could not handle it physically they were getting sick when the disease came they brought africans over and they physically could handle the labor of course folks died of course it's not like they're meant to work and they're meant to fuck and they're meant to be used for that i think it's the white colonization that made that perverse but like and what i'm saying is you looking uh, a taylor swift being attracted to only black men based off of that let me finish based off of that thinking makes me uncomfortable no i'm not saying it's what if it's not her what if it's actually she's just physically if we are it's subconscious no why not it makes me uncomfortable i'm sorry i i i'm just telling you what it does for me because because you're looking because you are because we are seeing that through the and i'm saying it's very difficult to separate it it's very difficult to separate it you can't separate it it's too tender it's too hot so then why are we doing it there's no point in separating what i'm saying can i finish my point that i'm trying to make go ahead you're right go ahead i'm saying what if they are inherently physiologically biologically and I'm and I'm just giving for theory, right? I'm not saying that this is how we all operate. But like also we're mammals, we're animals. Yes, the fuck we do at some level, right? If there is my my genetic disposition is to have children with the with the strongest, with the with the best of the possible selection. I am attracted to a certain physique. I want a strong, big, black, not black, big, strong, athletic build, right? That's what you're saying. Maybe, and if if we're looking at the range of a of a of bodies, maybe she's just inherently, as most women are, to a to a, a stronger physique. You don't want a weaker less powerful genetic makeup you just don't so i don't know i what if what if they just what if she's not actually what if they're not why is there no possibility that they're just attracted to this highly attractive being and it's and it's not necessarily you can't separate you can't You're separate the history. Me. I'm not saying that there's no possibility. I'm saying it makes me uncomfortable. My bias. It makes me uncomfortable. I'm not saying that there's no possibility. I'm not saying I'm saying I don't like it because this is that's how I feel. 
I don't I get separate it. No, it. I agree with I you. I see it. I agree with and you. There's, there's all kinds of porn that lends itself to this kind you. of the genre. Fetish, it makes fetish. me uncomfortable. White it people don't fuck themselves up. They done perverted a, it made it perverse. Child. And, the, and the other thing is that it's the same thing for black women. They're strong. They're voluptuous. They're this. They should be bred. So they're fetishized in a certain kind of way. I don't rock with it. I'm not going to. It's not to be fetishized. That's not what my argument is. I'm I'm not saying that. Sh- I'm talking about me and what what my what I get from that. I understand that you're talking what you're saying. I'm I understand that you're talking about uh primal animalistic of like survival mechanism within us. It's like I want to go with the group that I feel strongest. I don't know truly. I don't know if science supports that it's always black folks i don't know that but but i think it's interesting that that is the assumption that they are the strongest they can work the hardest they can this they can that and i think that that assumption lends itself into lends itself to the the state in which we're at and that like they are dehumanized in a way and looked upon as this buck, this thing to breed, this thing to protect. This th- and I'm not with the shits. I'm not with the shits at all. I'm yeah, never going to be. I think be. that's over. I think that's a far leap as well. I don't know. I, that can't be the all interracial mixing. I didn't say all. That. I'm talking about, I didn't say all. I'm literally talking about people who I don't see any commonality if I if again a Taylor Swift who I'm not seeing a commonality if she's running around here dating only black men the 20 people she dated is only black men you think it's a dysfunction and and honestly wild to me I don't think it's a dysfunction I'm saying it makes me uncomfortable it makes me question again the key word is question not condemn and say this is exactly what it is. It makes me question why she is exclusively only dating these black men. And I know black men who have said this about white women. Oh, sure. I, I'm not disagreeing Ma- with you. Half of my Nigerian I homies I feel the same say way. that the, the white women or young women that they dated or messed around with in college or whatever, couldn't wait because they wanted big black dick. And that's what they heard was coming. And they wanted to get fucked in a certain kind of way. And the the things that they said while they were, <laughs> while they were having sex. Oh, see, I don't know. Were I don't wild. know enough. I don't know enough. I don't. I... To them. I'm just telling you what I have heard. So there's a, there's, a, I'm just telling you, my initial reaction is, interesting but i'm open to something else Mm. but if that's if what i'm saying i respect what you're saying but if 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 someone were to tell me if i sat down with a white woman and she were to tell me all of the reasons you listed were why she exclusively dates black men i wouldn't want nothing to do with her why because you ain't say nothing to me about humanizing that black man I'm good on you, sis. And it's not you're a bad person. It's not for me. The way everybody taught me that Ebony's co- comment wasn't no. for me, you're not for me. That's it. That's how I feel. Yeah. 
and I'm I, exposing it's, it's my it's bias. It's very interesting here. if it, it for America as well. It's very interesting. I mean, because of the way white people have colonized, colonized and fucked up all a lot of relationships um, between black and just the the whole stratosphere of black to white. Um, yeah. But it's very interesting what what is the experience of folks outside of the of America. I won't argue that it's just America. No, it's, it's not. But <laughs> it's not. It's not. But um, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, thanks for listening to Around the Week Curls. Uh, <laughs> that. We weren't fighting, everybody. Concludes just so you know. our episode. Were we fighting? We, I think we need to give people a fight, a fight meter at the end of each episode. No, Were we, we don't. fighting? I'm not going to do that. No, we. But weren't. we were. I just no. want to be clear. If you watch us on Patreon, no. do you feel like we were fighting? Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. I just want to make it clear. I have a smile on my face. I don't know if y'all can we don't tell. Have... <laughs> just we don't I don't want do no that. beef. Okay. <laughs> All right. With that, we're out. You have just heard an Around Away Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around Away Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good.